We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 12th day of December, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Bruce, we'll start with you. How are you today? Healthy and alive. Um, yeah, doing well. Great, great. I'm glad to hear it. I'm going to be asking your expertise here in just a moment uh, or at some point, in, depending on how Ned wants to go with the conversation, but I'm sure this will come up at some point. Ned, how are you today? I'm fine. You were just being mean. You didn't start with me because I said I wasn't going to speak to you. You caught just... me. You caught me. That's Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. You, you caught me. All right, Mr. Notebook, what do you got where you want to start? Um, well, I'd like to save a bit of um, COVID for later. But Yeah, okay. Shall we? Uh, I don't know where to start, really, because there's so much. But the eco worries are pissing me off again. That's good because I want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, so go ahead and, and um, uh, run through what you got. Uh, oh, actually, I'll tell you what. I'm going to show you this first. Uh, I'm going to show you this first. This was something out of the Telegraph, right? You're familiar with the Telegraph paper, of course. I am. Uh, the I Telegraph am. did uh, did a did a piece just the other day quoting your law enforcement uh, in the UK specifically about just stop oil right these these eco uh, freak nut job mm -hmm. people you know that they uh, they shut down the, the Munich airport here a couple of days ago they ran out there and glued themselves to the tarmac but this was the piece that the Telegraph did just the other day uh, just stop oil marchers not obstructing the highway police say <laughs> really really marvelous. What's that person doing? I can't see that clearly. Uh, that that woman right there is shouting. This woman here that's got the cane, she's she's shouting at these people that are stopping traffic. She's trying to get across the crosswalk. All oh, right, okay. They're not obstructing the highway. They're actually having a peaceful protest and they're entitled to it. Yeah, okay. What they do normally is just create chaos. The thing is, you've got the oil ones, you've got the extinction ones, which actually that fits in. I mean, the Greenpeace. I mean, what are they doing? Over at um, Dunkirk, they've been a pain in the ass to the French about that um, enriched uranium, haven't they? We shouldn't be getting enriched uranium. So basically, everybody wants to stop the fossil fuels and use everything we can use, but now they don't want us to use nuclear either because the enriched uranium comes from Kazakhstan, etc., etc., etc. So are they going to be responsible when the old people freeze to death? Uh, no, because they're saving the earth. They're not saving the earth. Because I'd like to tell them something. Nah, I'd like to tell them something. The earth is a biosphere, correct? That means when it works properly, everything lives in harmony. The harmonics is only broken by us. In the top of the tree, we f*** it about, and it keeps trying adjusting for us. And the thing is, if you're going to be thinking about the biosphere, you're not going to be just thinking about the political wing of things because that's all they are. They're politicized. Um, in the past year, and I wanted to look into these eco people and I thought, what aren't they doing? What aren't they aware of? And what's happened over the last two years? Well, COVID vaccine, which 
everybody knows is mnra is another word for genetic nastiness to say the least yeah yeah editing now i've got a list here brief list right (laughs) of how the world has been affected in the animal world in the last november to january going backwards yeah okay this ought to be because remember i remember you said to me a while ago bruce something about ten thousand cattle somewhere somewhere in america yeah it was like Kansas or something that well, I thought I'd look. I thought I'd, one of the middle. Yeah, middle I thought I'd right look here. into. I thought I'd go backwards and have a look. Well, apparently in the, in the U.S. and then I thought I'd have a look at the U.K. and then I thought I'd just briefly look anywhere else. And this is less than a year now. You tell me there's something not wrong. We know that before before I give them numbers, let's think about. We know that things like contraception, getting into the waterways, has always affected something. All the medicines, everything like this. Now, we've had this wonderful vaccine that they really are starting to pile into about nanotechnology, graphene oxide, um, graphene oxide, et cetera, et cetera. The, the list is getting endless. And it's not a vaccine anyway, is it? Because true definition is it doesn't give immunity. So let's start November. There was three incidents in the US. There was Cow death in Colorado, dozens of them. There's uh, a new tick-borne disease killing cattle in the US. There's a catastrophic die-off of Dungeness crabs along the West Coast. Yeah, I had heard something about a disease in the crab population. As a matter of fact, they canceled the Alaskan crab fishing season this year for the first time well, in, I think, 100 years. And the West Coast, it was a ca- catastrophic die-off, they reckon. That means... Whatever. Now we've all heard of. Here's here's the question. Let me, yeah, let me let me ask you just real quick on that. Just relating to the sea life, right? Just the marine life in the West Coast. Yeah. Okay. Is it possible, in either one of your opinions, is it possible that this could have something to do with a long-term fallout from what they did in Fukushima in Japan, and the ocean currents finally just got around to hitting the West Coast of the United States? Because it's been about ten years. I'm just asking. I don't know. No, I wouldn't say okay. this. No, right. no, because you would have already had effects in other parts of the world. That's right. why I've looked okay. around other parts of the world. Okay. Now, well, that's, that's is, something this that's is, this... I read, so I'm just asking. You know, your opinion no. on it is all. Okay. Yeah. So you get October. We've only done one month. Fifty million chickens and turkeys died due to sudden illnesses, which could have been an avian flu or something like that. You've got um, herds of deer are ravaged, ravaged by um, infectious diseases. Yeah, that's October. September, thousands of dead fish in waterways, Long Beach Island, New York, Texas, Wichita, local lake, lake. There's thousands of dead fish. San Francisco, the shoreline is covered with thousands of dead fish. Keep going back, we're back to August, Georgia, avian flu. Once again, it was off thousands of birds. California, tens of thousands of fish killed due to wildfires. Now you get that report. What were they? Up and having a trump around, were they? And they died due to wildfires. It's entirely possible, yeah. yeah. One, one, yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not, hey? July, thousands of cattle died due to heat stress in Kansas. Heat stress, I love that, yeah. Yeah, heat stress. Yeah. Thousands of dead fish in Staten Island. Thousands of dead fish in Baltimore, Maryland. Tens of thousands of dead fish in California. That's July. June. Martha's Vineyard. You know the island? Hundreds of dead fish. Kansas in June. Yes. 10, they, as a matter of fact, most of them are Democrats up there. That's that's where they all 10, live. 10,000 cows died due to humidity. Cows died of humidity? 
<laughs> you gotta, you, you can't make. I have this to up. tell you, no, just on that point, I have to tell you, I I come from Ohio. Okay, we got a lot of cows in Ohio, right? And it is very where I the part of the state that I come from, it is extremely hot in the summer, right? Because it's right there along the Appalachian mountain chain, and you've got all the storms that come off of the uh, the plains on the west. So the storm fronts come in off the plains, they smash into the Appalachian, the Allegheny Mountains, all the way up that mountain chain that run up down the East Coast, yeah. and, you've got, and you've got they just sit there. So the you've got, meeting. yeah, so you've got the storm fronts that just hang there, and it is the most sweltering hot next to the Amazon rainforest that you will ever experience. And I'm talking about like 90 degrees Fahrenheit, 95 to 100% humidity, and it's not raining, right? That kind of stuff. It is just that sweltering hot. You step outside, and it's like stepping into a hot shower kind of thing. Yeah. And I've never seen, yeah, yeah, and I've never seen any farmers down there with all of their cattle, their dairy farms, and everything else. I've never seen any of them lose their nope. livestock because of that. No, never nope. seen that. Nope. No, but this is this was ten thousand. You see, and this is why. And then I started to expand out, and I thought, hang on, I'm going to catalog all this. And this is just the U.S. The Lake Michigan, north of Chicago, there was thousands of decomposing fish again. Hey, we'll get back. We've only got a little way to go. We're halfway through. 37 million chickens and turkeys die due to disease, which is probably another avian one. Virginia, hundreds of livestock died after a fire. I couldn't get any deeper into that one. Hundreds of them. Bloody hundreds of them. Good fire, that was. Barbecue. April, tens of thousands dead dying scallops on the Florida beaches. Hundreds of wildlife birds die suddenly in Illinois. They just died. Now, this is wild birds, yeah? March, 85,000 birds are euthanized in South Dakota because they were diseased, apparently. Cedar Lake in Indiana, mass die off of fish. Also, 2.8 million birds die suddenly in Iowa and Missouri in March. February, 100 plus birds, wild birds, dropped dead while flying in St. Louis. They just dropped. Avian flu kills 30,000 turkeys in Indiana. And just back to January. Hundreds of dying birds along the coastline of California again. Now, that is just the US. And I was giving it, well, what about the UK? Aren't we entitled to something? I heard that you guys are doing something. Something is going on there with your uh, your avian uh, population. I'm not quite <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, but I've it's not that. just that. Yeah, it's yeah. not just that. Now, what gets me is, right, we've got all these eco people, yeah? But they're not worrying about that. Yeah, you never hear this them talking about millions. that. This is whatever. And why not? Because they're paid looking another direction. By the Getty and the Rockefeller families, yes. <laughs> I mean, that, that, is, that is so wrong. But, um, let's see. I'll go the opposite way. I'll go from January to November in the UK, but we'll work it up. Obviously, I'll be referencing Wales and Scotland and Ireland separately if of there's course. things like. So yeah, you've got sure. Wales, tens of thousands of it's starfish. Dead? Did you say dead starfish? Yep, washed up. Hang on a minute. No, okay. I'm. I'm just uh, that. That one right there perplexes me because starfish. That that's like one of the most resilient creatures on this planet. Yep. Yeah. It's it's damn near impossible to kill them. And then like, I'm talking <laughs> yeah. to the point where you can pick one up out of the water, break off one of it, and don't do this, right? I'm just saying you can. I know, I know. You can break one of their their star points off, throw it back in the water, and it'll regrow another one. Yeah. The old man used to, um, well, he's gone now, bless his heart. But when he used to take me snorkeling and that, because he said, if you go um, hunting or whatever for fish and you've got to go snorkeling, 
with a spear gun and stuff. And he used to, he showed me my first conga reel when I was young. Uh-huh. And he, he'd pick a starfish up before that. And he went and he'd poke around in the rocks until he got annoyed something. And he'd just throw a starfish, float a starfish out in front of it. And it'd go yomph. And that thing would, that thing would crawl out and survive and God knows what else. Yeah. But yeah, they are very, very resilient. And they're, Lincolnshire, they just washed up, they just or, washed up dead. Yeah. Tens of thousands of them dead. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Lincolnshire, one million chickens die. We start getting the bird flu problem. Yorkshire, mass sea life die off. The report actually said, ego, quote, everything is dead for miles. Why is this not talked about in the in the news at all in the mainstream i mean because these are these yeah, are people yeah. that they they, they spend this, this millions and millions and billions of dollars on this this cop 27 garbage and and glasgow and all the rest yeah. of it and oh, these climate I, I'm summits putting it out and, there and they say nothing people people aren't hearing this these are accumulated re- individual reports there's listings everywhere um in february there was an interesting one there's a report of an electrical bang, and it caused hundreds of birds to die suddenly. Well, they activate a local 5G network or something. <laughs> God knows what. <laughs> I, so, you know, I'm just asking. You know, people <laughs> love in that Pembrokeshire stuff. in Wales, and I'm giving it mm, okay. And then March, funny enough, it's a quiet month for us. That included April and May. You had all the loads of stuff to do. June. Scotland had a little bit. They reported hundreds of dead wild birds along the beaches. July, Northumberland got a bit. They got, um, uh, let's see, it's a place called the Farn Islands. They're like off the, off the coast of Northumberland. There's about 20 or 30 islands out there. There was 3,000 plus dead bird, wild birds. Also, there was um, thousands more across Northumberland. Uh, Scotland, the eastern coast, Aberdeenshire, they reported the same thing. Birds were dying, wild birds were dying. August, we go all the way down to Somerset, and there's thousands of dead fish again. West Sussex, which is across the other way. There's tens of thousands of dead fish wash up on beaches. September, millions of birds die from diseases. That's avian flu again. This is what you start to hear. We've had a real big problem. Also, hundreds of thousands of dead fish wash up in a river in our Boston, not your Boston, okay? Uh, along there's the UK shoreline. There's only one Boston. I'd just like to throw that out. There's only one Boston. <laughs> yeah, the original one. Along UK shorelines, we're still getting in September tons, literally tons of dead fish and crustaceans. They're just washing up. October goes quiet. Maybe we're recovering from eating all the dead fish and crustaceans. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't know. And then November, your raving flu is still continuing. You've got hundreds, you've got 100,000 plus, you know getting ready for christmas <laughs> that sort of thing uh, that is just our two countries so i thought i'd have a look around the world and just see what reports have been in and if we start the other way around again and go back from november kenya apparently there was a mass wildlife death due to overgrazing and what do animals do when they overgraze something they don't stay there and die do they no they don't they move on they shift yeah yeah <laughs> overgrazing <laughs> They died from overgrazing. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Netherlands, there's a fire at a poultry farm. 30,000 chickens got toasted. Yes, um, just on that point, um, we're, we're seeing uh, food processing plants and... Um, oh, they're still going up, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah one they? just went up two days ago, yeah, in, uh, in the US. Uh, it's, it's happening, I mean... Yeah. Just spontaneous combustion. Yeah, it's no. it's incredible. Yeah, it's just how they yeah, all just go up like that, you know. <laughs> Panama, 
hundreds of sea crabs washed up dead. Spain, hundreds of thousands of dead fish wop- wash up along Anything the Anything from down under? Anything from down under? The Aussies, the, the New Zealanders? I'll get there. I'll get there somewhere. I'm sure there is. Interesting one, Bering Sea. More than a million what they call snow crabs. Yeah, crab season. Yeah. They washed up. A million? Yep. I reckon there's a million of them. That wow. means a million plus. Okay, so that's... Canada? Yeah, they, yeah the <laughs> crab season's off. Severe, severe weather kills off thousands of salmon. Severe weather? It's Canada. <laughs> so thousands of salmon died due to severe weather. Um, so, we know Europe. Stop, stop, stop. So, so, severe weather in Canada. Okay, that that's just like, that's commonplace. Okay, that's the first thing. The second uh, thing, <laughs> um, gee, let me think. Canada, Alaska. Um, which one's further south? Which one's going to have a harsher winter? And which one has a bigger salmon population? It is. <laughs> it's really interesting, isn't it? Oh, it's interesting. I, I just the love the reporting. I, I, found, oh, yeah. I had to. Yeah, I, yeah. I had to put them all in. Oh, you're, you're, I, you know, you're blowing my mind sitting here telling me all this stuff. Europe, forty-seven million birds killed off due to avian flu. Yeah, that's a lot across Europe. Oh, we had a report from New Delhi and in India. 100,000 cows and buffaloes died with 2 million sick from viral diseases. That's quite a lot of cow. They like their cow, don't they? <laughs> Jamaica didn't didn't lose out. They had thousands of dead fish on their uh, beaches at um, Portmore. August. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I've got to love this one. This is another nice one. This is from Pakistan, apparently. 727,000 cattle die. Due to severe flooding. Okay, that I I did uh, I did hear about that. There has been a lot of flooding in Pakistan uh, yeah, recently. Yeah, seven hundred and twenty. Yeah. That's a lot. Thousand cattle. That is a lot. That's 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 a lot of cattle. A lot. Yeah, and for them, I think that's... some of them would have escaped, wouldn't you? You would think, yes. <laughs> Poland, hundred tons of dead fish. A hundred tons of dead fish was washing up on their rivers. I, I'm sorry, I'm, maybe, it maybe I missed it. In... Did you give a time frame, as in like years? Like, is there like a a, a like a window here that you're talking about? Is this just like the last two years? This is in less than one year in the last this past is... going November backwards to January. This type of okay, these types of losses. Uh, this is this is fascinating. That doesn't seem Massive. sustainable to me. Yeah, it doesn't seem sustainable to me. Yeah, um, Australia, thousands of dead fish washed up. New South Wales. Mexico, thousands of dead fish washed up on the shores of Yucatan. July, Ethiopia. I get this, but that's a lot of livestock. 1.5 million livestock due, killed due to droughts. I know Ethiopia can have droughts, but that's a lot of livestock. I mean, that's a report coming out from there. Canada, Newfoundland, thousands of dead, dead wild birds. Spain, Cadiz, hundreds of dead fish across the beaches. Here's a good one from Russia at the Black Sea. 3,000 plus dead Dolphins are on the surface. Dolphins are one of the smarter species in the in the marine bio, biosphere. And mm-hmm. if they sense that there's anything wrong with something, they leave. As in all of them leave. Yeah. If a so, few of them, like they talk to each other and then they, this, they hightail this, this it out gets of there. Me. This, seems, this seems like there's something radically unavoidable that's in the system. Yeah. And it's it not good. It seems so. And we haven't had... This sort of incident has not occurred in these numbers ever. Now, here's here's something interesting. If you couple this with just Agenda 2030 out of the United Nations, okay, just that, they are very specific in there about one of the, quote, sustainable development goals, and they say that they must take control of the ocean. I ain't got a clue. I haven't got a clue, but I'll I tell you what, uh, something ain't nice there. I mean, I'm only down to June. 
I've still got a few months to go. You've got Spain, more dead fish. Uh, Lake Almeramar, France, more than 100,000 birds dead after a storm in Allier. Venezuela, Puerto uh, Perito, hundreds of dead wild birds. Canada, Quebec, hundreds of dead, hundreds of dead wild birds. Go back to May, Chile. Here we go again. 300,000 salmon suddenly die in farms. 300,000 salmon. That's a lot in farms. That's a shitload. Suddenly die. Really? New Zealand also had a massive die-off on their salmon farms. Canada, Nova Scotia, 100,000 plus dead fish washing up in rivers. Mexico, contaminated water leads to authorities euthanizing three to 4,000 cattle. Also, there was loads of um, dead fish in a place called Guerrero, Mexico. Guerrero, Guerrero. April, Turkey. Uh, the Tig- t- uh, Tigris River, thousands Tigris of dead River, fish. Yeah. 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 Western Australia, mass fish die off. Caribbean, sea urchin die off. Canada, Western Newfoundland, hundreds of dead seabirds. March, France, avian flu, that's killing millions. Brazil, several tons of dead fish at Barra da Youthi, or whatever it's called. Bangladesh, thousands of dead fish at the Cox Bazaar, that is. Bangladesh. Australia, Flooding kills hundreds of thousands of fish in New South Wales. Uh, <laughs> did all the fish drown? That, 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 that doesn't make so, any yeah. sense. Like, <laughs> yeah, I had to put, I have to put these reports in because it's just amazing. I told you I get you in the Australian one. Um, Madagascar, uh, Fort Dolphin, thousands of dead fish. February, India. At Kolhapur, there's thousands of dead fish again. Chile, 10,000 dead fish on the cross of the beaches. El Salvador, dead fish and manta rays. Brazil, um, 15 tons of dead fish die from weather conditions, apparently. Has there been any autopsies on any of these? To this see what is the question. Cause? This is the question. Why aren't our eco people out there demanding this sort of shit? Why aren't the government people Feb- demanding it? Oh well, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I I understand those those well, buffoons that they're wound up to stick out there and and stop traffic and disrupt people's daily lives. I understand that because they're just paid to go out there and hold a sign. But what about these people that are in public office that are supposed to be the quote informed ones, the ones that are out there touting the um, uh, the environment and and climate change and this and that? I haven't heard word one out of any of them in any country about any of this. I oh, know. Well, that's assuming governments are out for you know the betterment of society well that's you know, true they're, yeah, they're, they're looking after their constituents yeah they're I've only, got, yeah. I've only got two months to go <laughs> oh for god's sake there's more february i'm back i can't get back to january and i mexico uh quantatomic hundreds of dead birds they just dropped dead apparently uruguay a heat wave killed four hundred thousand chickens yeah that's plausible i suppose if you kept them indoors january kenya Mass livestock deaths due to drought, possibly. This is the one that tickled me. Also, there was tens of thousands of goats and sheep die after a storm. So we've got electrical things coming in again here, haven't we? Which is really weird. <laughs> the electrical bang in Wales. That's interesting. Greece, uh, thousands of fish die due to cold temperature. Japan, finally get something in there with a the mass fish die off. At Hokkaido. Mexico, Puerto Vallarta, hundreds of dead fish on beaches. Argentina, Pustaleje, shoreline covered in dead fish, tens of thousands of them. And also Piranha River, thousands of dead fish again. 
Um, New Caledonia, South Pacific, several tons of dead fish wash up. Finally, Canada, who are quite Pacific, uh, specific, not Pacific, specific, 1,000 plus dead bass wash up in Nova Scotia. And that is your hit list for less than a year. Just under a year. November going back for January. That, how all those reports individually slip through. I mean, they're out there. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's a comedy sketch, isn't it? If you think about it. It is. Some well, of the the same, yeah, it is. And it's, it's even more comedic when you look at what they're actually touting as, as a, a distraction from that. They're literally saying that sea levels are rising and like the, the biosphere is like losing hundreds of millions of assorted species in the, well, uh, in the it, marine it, life the every whole, day. Every, every, uh, yeah, but the thing, I mean, somebody's going to come out and put it together and go, yeah, well, it's climate change. No, kiss my ass. It's something, the only thing affecting everything on this planet is us. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, what are they doing different? What What are they doing different that, that could be causing this? That's the question. Well, I'll tell you what. I hate to I hate to say it, but if you think about what's happened over the last two years and what's kicked off the major thing, right? You've got something that supposedly got transmitted from a horseshoe bat to us. Yes. Now I want to talk about that later about transmission and shit about viruses, and I've got some more information on that for you as well. But if you think about it and what they're finding in it and what they're finding in people's blood systems and stuff like that, remember, these viruses, although it, they, the COVID came out, it's very transmissible between humans. It would be still transmissible between other animals, species and that. But if it has a real nasty thing or has a nasty occurrence in it and it's in the water system as well, what can it cause? I mean, you could let something... We are the worst people for creating things that are f***ing dangerous. Excuse my French. I, um, so it's an unknown. But what I'm saying is it's like everything. We're just reporting what's out there. I mean, I could get a tin hat on and I could come up with whatever. But I'm not prepared to quite do that. But too many coincidences start to really wind me up. I, I would throw in real quick. Um, I don't personally think it's anything to do with covid the disease or virus or whatever i think it's something else that we've been doing over the last year and a half two years well it, yeah it's this is going to be a long-term thing and these are the effects of it but everything seems to accumulate at this point in time now there's so there is also a possibility of other things like some of these may have been like um okay. some of them were natural incidents some of them were natural instances because uh, part uh, part of what happens when uh, as 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 our biosphere warms up again, right? We're coming out of an ice age. As we reach that uh, nominal temperature again, um, you're going to have more releases of things like CO2 and methane from uh, pockets underground, or um, the the oceans are going to release more CO2 themselves, right? That that as as it heat warms up a little bit. Um, yeah, but you've got, to remember, you've got to remember, marine life Marine life isn't stupid. Marine no, life isn't stupid. I, you have got I'm not volcanoes. saying marine life, though. You've, I, you've got all sorts of shit that actually bubbles up within the bottom yeah. of these oceans already. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is there's there's been instances where there's been a, a methane pocket that's been released and it's killed a bunch of birds. Like, the, there was a flock of birds that flew through the methane uh 
cloud oh, yeah. that was released and it killed them all. And it, it you know, it, it killed hundreds of birds. So there's instances that we have recorded that this has happened. You know, they, they hit one of these methane pockets as after it's been released. Um before it dissipates. Uh, I'm not saying that's what all of these are. I'm not saying a, a large portion of these are that. What I am saying, though, is some of these could be chalked up as these are just natural occurrences oh, no. that have happened be, There will be before. several of them will be natural occurrences. It's just that I just looked out there, bad report. I, I, it was when you, when, when you went, it takes time. It's like, when did you talk about the 10,000 cattle? That was a while ago, wasn't it? And I went... Yeah, yeah. about June, July, uh -huh. yeah. And I mean, and I saw the look in your face. Well, that sounds a bit sus. So go out and find out what else is happening. That was that was reported. That was reported, and it was quite open, and you could see it. And I thought, well, if that's been reported, what hasn't been reported? And then I thought, US. And I thought, oh, I shouldn't just talk about the misfortune of you lot. Let's see what we've got. And then I just went, good God. And then I started looking else places, and I'm giving it. This is just a bit mad in in a year. This is just a bit much. It's, I mean, it, it's insurmountable. I mean, it, when have you known that those sort of numbers to happen? Or has it been happening all the time and not being reported for decades? I don't know. Anyway, on a lighter point of view, if you don't mind me changing the subject, just to keep abreast of things. Before you do that, uh, um, before well, you do that, uh, I, I saw something today about uh, about energy costs. Since we're, I know you want to move on to like the COVID stuff, and I'm fine to do that. Uh, not yet. I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk about stuff first. That. Okay, I wanted to talk about the uh, the energy crisis. There was a uh, an article out of the Telegraph this morning, you know, because they were talking about how the you know because they they don't have a bias or anything like that. They were telling you telling you how the just stop oil people are not blocking traffic. They're saying that uh, Britain is headed for an energy supply crunch this weekend. This weekend, so now um, because there's no wind, because you have um, how do they put it? Thick, heavy clouds. It's it's England. Of course, you have thick, heavy clouds. Thick, you heavy thi clouds. Yes, you have thick, I'll tell heavy you what clouds. What happened the last two days? Okay, I had to chip the car out because it was clear, lovely moonshine, no, and bloody freezing. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, they say here that you have uh, thick, heavy clouds, which are uh, which attribute to little or no wind. So therefore, your renewable sources, like your wind farms. Just like here, they're not going to work. So therefore, the, the energy cost that they might give. Yes, that's right. And so therefore, that energy cost is now going to go up uh, astronomically because you're producing less of it. You see, so it's going to be at a premium now uh, to pay for that that renewable. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. So yes, there on. you go. Right. But we lose two percent energy and pay ten percent more. Uh, in this case, it's going to be probably 30 or 40 percent more uh wind yeah, power that, contributed that, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah they say uh it's the first test that's according to uh tony jordan from the uh the energy consultancy uh ox Leon, whatever he says when there's a lack of wind it puts the rest of the generation under pressure so we need to turn other fuels or we need to turn to other fuels to generate power mostly gas uh, and that's going to push up the cost of, uh, of generation, he says. Uh, he says this weekend will be the first real test of how Britain will navigate the squeezed supplies of gas this winter. Uh, because, you see, it's that war in Ukraine. Uh, it's causing the, the prices to go up. Uh, the national grid warned on Wednesday that margins are expected to be tighter this week, particularly for the next few days. In other words, the gap between supply and demand for electricity will be uncomfortably small. Uh According to uh, Catherine Porter, who's an energy consultant at Watt Logic, she says 
we're running the electricity system at the moment on much tighter margins than we have in the past. So you see, you're going to have a, a big energy crisis. And did you see what happened in Paris last night? Did you see what happened in, in Paris? Paris was blacked out last night. I don't know if you caught that. Um, no. Yeah, they were they were blacked out. And Bruce, this is where I'm uh, I'm going to uh, bring in your uh, your expertise here. Paris now, is blacked I, out. Yeah, last night they lost uh, they lost some power. They say it was just and a yet technical 60 glitch. Sixty to seventy percent of their energy comes from nuclear. Yeah, well, see, Ned, it was. They say it was just a technical glitch. That's all it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it the Proud Boys up there shooting up their? It could have been. Uh, it could Transformers. Have been. Well, no, no. See, it was in. It was in. It was in France. So it was the Gilets Jaunes. So it had to be the yellow. They yeah, have to blame okay. the yellow vests. Yeah. yeah. So it has to be that. I was going to ask. So it wasn't the, tw- the twenty-five people that got arrested in Germany escaped and ran over to France. Oh, isn't that laughable? Caused more laws. Like you know what that is? That's that's Bruce saying, "I am not here." That's what that is. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. And yeah. I was and when when you heard the the uh, the quote coming out of the state prosecutor saying we're staring down the edge of the abyss. You know what that is? Yeah. That's a COVID talking point from the CDC director Rochelle Walensky. Do you remember that? Oh, we're staring yeah. at the edge of the we're standing at the edge of the abyss. We're about to fall into the edge of the abyss. That's nonsense. It's the same talking <laughs> point. But Bruce, I was going to ask you this because you're and I'm not. I'm just saying this in, in good fun. You speak three languages fluently. You speak American, American, and American, right? Yeah. Yeah. True. The German federal economics minister, who's also a Green Party politician, said the following yesterday in a public statement. There are no blackout scenarios to fear this winter in Germany. Now, given the fact that you don't understand fluently the German language, could you please translate that? You're going to see blackouts this winter. That's right. You got it. That's, that's exactly what you're going to see. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what you're going to so see. So when they, when they come up and say, I was wrong, but we can learn by our mistakes. Yes. And say that sort of political crap. You got and it. move on. And move on. And then on. just move on. Yeah. I guess when yeah. the blackout happens, it'll be a technical glitch as well. Yeah. You can't blame Ukraine, can you? UK. The, you, you, well, know, you know the UK is getting on with Ukraine on better terms now. Well, yeah, they're going to have to do something because uh, the, their money laundering thing is, you know, it's the, like the money has stopped because they can't front it through FTX anymore. So do you know who stepped up to take over the uh, uh, the transference of cash to the Ukrainian National Bank? Got in. BlackRock. Oh, did they really? They did. Well, do you know what we did on the 30th of November? What'd you do? We um, started um, a DTA with them, which is called a digital trade agreement. Oh, well, like I said, they can't November. run it through FTX anymore. They have to do something now. <laughs> so the UK started that with them. We've also had something similar to that called a digital economy agreement with Singapore. That's been running for a while. And I think there's three other countries with um, uh, in line with that. And that's Australia, New Zealand, and Chile, that one. But um, apparently, here we go, IT companies are in demand around the world. The Ukrainian ones are. Because apparently... They're the best. Are and, they? Um, I've never heard of a Ukrainian <laughs> IT firm that's been recommended by a Fortune 40 company. Apparently, apparently, and you know what this this DT um, this DTA agreement does? It enables um, actually it guarantees access to financial services for the Ukraine. Of course, it does. <laughs> and also collaborating in digital IDs, of which Ukraine. Is the first official country with an authorized digital, which I didn't realize, called DIA? Yeah. D-I-I-A? Um, yeah, which is funny because what are you going to do? Are you going to go out and you're going to resist the government when you're in the middle of uh, your city being bombed and your house being blown away? <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that 
idea or was for that project was first started in September 2019 and Zelensky made it official in 2020 or during COVID sort of stuff, you know. And then and Putin just happened yeah. to just happened to march in there right after that. So there was no way that they could <laughs> remove any of it. But yeah, that, that is, that's a bit of a Ukraine. You did mention Ukraine, so I thought I'd bring you up to date with that one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to feel really comfortable for Christmas, aren't we? We've got the energy crisis, apparently. And inflation. You know how many people are going on strike in this country? Yeah, I heard it quite a bit. Uh, your NHS is your NHS staff. Are they still going to strike, or is it the train the train drivers? We've got doctors, the conductors. some doctors. Oh, remember me telling you the nurses wanted nineteen percent? I yeah, was wrong. Yeah, they want more it's than nineteen point two percent. Oh, that nineteen point two. There were some doctors. Yeah, they want a twenty-one hour week and a thirty percent pay rise. Don't they already get that? Tell you what, it's just ridiculous. Do you know how much nurses get paid as well? Yeah, I did see it was something like uh, I think just a, like when they first started, it's like forty eight thousand pounds a year or something. Well, no, it, it works between twenty seven thousand to sixty thousand, basically. Okay, depending where right. you so are. So the median income is I mean, about forty eight thousand. That isn't that isn't too bad, is it? No, no, it's that's not bad at all. I mean, apparently we've also plus got all the midwives, benefits. Plus all the benefits, servants. Yeah, you get oh, the God, you get yeah. the paid holidays, you get the personal time, you get the uh, the sick days, you get the uh, the pension, all of it. Yeah, and it's guaranteed. It's yeah. funny how doctors, nurses, midwives, civil servants, post workers, which will be in the private sector though, airport workers, ambulance drivers, paramedics, firemen, train drivers, and there's possibly more. Why all of a sudden? You know, happy Christmas and all that. You know, now the private sector cannot do that sort of thing. Most of these are government covered jobs obviously Marty, i heard him talk about the train drivers and what they get but they are already on a four-day week they get a chance to retire at 62 before anybody else as well and guess what sort of pension they get uh, is it one of those where it's an annual occurring to where they actually like it increases it, it every be, year it could, it could be anywhere around 40k yeah but it increases like the, it'll, it'll have the the variable rate on it so it'll increase index linked yeah yeah i know what you mean i mean this this is just ridiculous. It just, it's just going to cause inflation and everything to spiral out of control, and the ordinary person and the poor people are going to get hit. I yeah. protect people that are what that, that that do whatever within the service industry and everything else. They're the ones that are going to suffer. Yeah, because they they won't be able to go to their bosses and say I want to take some pay rise. No, of course not. And then you've got the central banks now that are raising interest rates right now. <laughs> My daughter said something to me. It was it yesterday. She said, she goes, um, why are they going on strike? Because obviously my partner's in the NHS and, well, I mean, and they're amongst all this and whether they voted one way or another, that's irrespective. But my daughter, bless her heart, she goes, you get paid when you go on strike. And I said, the only people that get paid when you go on strike are the union reps, mate. The ones that stand there watching you get cold are getting paid for it, and they're the ones that are egging you on, and they get paid for it. You don't see them put their hand in their pocket and go, want some of my money? No. Thank you for the money. I'm off. I'm gonna, yeah. That was the biggest so, gripe about the uh, the auto industry in the US, you know, like General Motors and uh, Chrysler and all that. When they got the bailouts, it all went to the union bosses, and the, the factory workers got screwed. And do you yeah, think the union why, bosses did anything why, to help the factory workers? No. The thing is, this is it. I mean, it, it's it's like oh, oh, people have to destroy a good idea. Unions 
in some respects, were a good idea. It brought balance for a while. It was needed when it was needed. And then they'd take it to the extreme and get abused. And it, so it's another, when it gets abused, then it, it gets toppled. Like any little thing, you know what I mean? What other silly things are going on in the world? Uh, bricks, I kept an eye on bricks. You know, the Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa mix. Apparently, there's a thing called the New Development Bank, NDB. That is where they put their money. Is it right next to the Bank of International Settlements? <laughs> don't know yet. I don't exactly know where it is yet. But it's the NDB. And there's another country that has just become a member of the NDB, Egypt. Interesting. Um, don't you guys still have some kind of sway down there, I thought? No. Uh, and apparently there's two other countries waiting in line to maybe go in that direction. That's Turkey and the Saudis. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh-huh. It's um, this uh, new development bank that is the formerly known BRICS development BRICS. bank. Yes, that's right. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Said. So they've called it the new development bank so other they've countries can name. come in. Yeah. 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 And that is... So Egypt has joined that now, okay? So that's expanded BRICS to another country, sort of within the loop. Um, I've just thought, you know, that that just adds a little bit more to a, another jigsaw piece. Um, World Bank created the Global Pandemic Fund. Did you hear about that? I didn't uh, hear about that, but that doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, uh, um, it's been, the money's been pledged from 24 institutions, they call them. Uh huh. And where does where does Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation uh, rank on that list? I don't know yet. I've got to look one or into two, that. This, sure. uh, it's, yeah. this just flagged up. I was doing something else, and I went one point four billion dollars. This fund is well. Yeah. Then that's coming straight from yeah. That's coming straight from a foundation. You know that with the idea to increase the fund over the next five to ten years to ten billion. Um, basically, this is going to help the WHO to further their project and bolster Big Pharma, really, as far as I'm concerned. Well, not only that, but it's going to give um, uh, it's going to give what's his name, old Billy Boy, his uh, his germ team to do all of his, <laughs> his germ uh, team. Yeah, it's going to give him Don't the funding. Don't call for his him team. Billy Boy. That guy is the bogeyman. He's something. Yeah, he's he he's, is the bogeyman. He is awful. He is awful. But remember, remember the Who's line: uh, "No one left behind." That's Total right. Medical. Uh, actually, we're going to talk. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk, and you can look into this uh, next week. Well, because we're we're still waiting to see more on it. But uh, the World Health Organization head, you know, Tedros, whatever his name is, um, yeah. I I put this up. Uh, we we actually we had a look at this yesterday, and we're going to be looking into it uh, a little more. So if you want to add this to your list this week, yeah, he says I want to welcome the agreement by the World Health Organization member states to develop a zero draft for a legally binding pandemic accord designed to protect the world from future pandemics and to continue discussions on the draft in February 2023. Let me explain what this is. If this is signed, and this will not be ratified through any houses of parliament, this will not be ratified by our Senate in the United States or anything like that, all this has to be is signed off on by these corrupt pieces of trash at the World Health Organization and these so-called leaders that we have, and it will supersede all of our constitutions and all of our democratic processes. Yeah, and this is that no one's left behind jobby. This is literally a blanket response to everything yeah. that would be down the line in the future. It's going to cause a problem. Oh, it's going that to cause be, a problem, all right. That but might see, be the twitch is, that makes a lot of people go. Yeah, yeah, but see this, this right here, this is not being discussed anywhere, nowhere at all. 
I mean, within their private circles, of course. Well, uh, yeah, I said, but, I remember last time I was on, they they did a first draft of No One's to Be Left Behind, that sort of thing, yeah, and yeah. that was the first draft, and now they've brought this out. Ech. Yeah, pandemic. Yeah, Accord. we're going to be talking about. Yeah, we're going to yeah. be talking about that next week. That'll be interesting. I'll be listening for that one. Um, UK. Oh yeah, we um come out with a technical report. By the way, the authors are right. Oh, first of all, <laughs> this technical report is supposed to have been done independently. Yeah, you know what that means, didn't you? Yes, that means it, it was funded by usual suspects. <laughs> and the authors are public health civil servants plus a handful of academics. So we had from England, Chris Whitty. We oh, had from God. Scotland, Gregor Smith. We had from Wales, Frank Atherton and Michael McBride from Northern Ireland. With Patrick Valance, the UK government chief science advisor. He should be in Stephen jail. Payne's. <laughs> Stephen Payne's the national medical director of the NHS England. And, oh, we had the UK HSA, which is the Health Security Agency, plus several others. If you looked into this report, it was all like a self-justification piece of crap. There was no apologies or anything, anything whatsoever that happened within. And this is the UK technical report on COVID-19 in the UK. No apologies for the endless suffering. Nothing about the lockdowns, illnesses caused, deaths caused segregation and I, I just made a list i was looking for it see if i could tick any of them off i couldn't tick any of it off and then just on top of that while i was looking at that uk health security agency sparked out a report at scarlet fever and then you, I, I quickly looked at it and basically they reckon it's usually 186 ish it's up to 851 so you get pre-covid as covid yeah and then basically it, it's like Usually, the scarlet fever doesn't really affect the bloodstream too much, but when it does, you get that strep, streptococcus effect, streptococcus effect, eh? Yeah, that really causes a problem. And now, I sent a warning out that life-threatening infectious diseases are four times higher now than before COVID. Oh, couldn't possibly be from the jab that reduces couldn't your possibly immune be system. Highlighted by no, the vaccine. No, yeah, no, of course not. No, no. Mm. No, that's well, you've heard them. That that reduces serious hospitalization or yeah, uh, yeah, serious hospital whatever. Serious symptoms, hospitalizations, and death. Whatever it is that they Yeah, say. and I and I, you know, when I get that come out from our um health agencies, I then obviously yo yo straight over to see what the CDC's saying. And the CDC sent a report out about um, AIDS-associated diseases and cancers are on the rise following the vaccine increase uh, is up by 338%. Is that all? You know, we toddled on over to the CDC's website uh, just the other day. Have, have you been there recently? Have you had a look at it? Because it's... Well, uh, here, we'll just, uh, no, we'll just take I a look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just take I a look usually, at it. I, I usually look for specific stuff. Right. Yeah, well, this that we went over there to look for specific stuff. This is the CDC's <laughs> website. As you can clearly see, I just pulled it up. This is it. I wouldn't even right? look at that. I yeah, I know, I know you wouldn't, but I, I wanted to look for something specific. They say here, this is updated December 9th, 2022. So at time of recording, that is right now. Is it not, gentlemen? It is. No, it is it today. Is. Yeah, give you that. Uh, yeah, this will come out on on uh, Monday for those listening. Stay up to date with COVID-19 vaccines, including boosters. Now, if you look at all this talking points and rhetoric, that's usually what you see in the press conferences and on the mainstream media and all the rest of it. However, if you go down just a little bit, 
They say right here, updated boosters are recommended for some people. The CDC recommends that people ages five years and older receive one updated bivalent booster if it has been at least two months since their months. last COVID-19 vaccination dose. Two months. So every eight weeks. It's everybody. Every eight weeks. That's everybody wouldn't have had that. Well, I understand that, but they say that you need to now have an injection every eight weeks. Oh, yeah, and watch people drop. That's that's what they're saying. Right. Oh, f***ing hell. And to, that that to, pisses me off. I understand. And to continue further with that, I want to play this, this short little clip here of Fauci. <laughs> Not his farewell thing. Oh, no, 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 no. He was on... Um, he was on Almond Poor, Christine Almond Poor and Company, you know, the CNN uh, hack. Um, he's upset. People just aren't taking their boosters. You know, the, the, the numbers are way down. This was his response. Only 12 percent of people in the U.S. over the age of five have been booster shotted. Is that politics that's causing that problem or what? It's a complex situation. First of all, it's unacceptable and maybe unconscionable that we have a life-saving vaccine that's readily available, and we have such a poor uptake of the vaccine. I think it's a number of, of factors. One, I think, is the dominant one, because even people who got the original vaccine to begin with are slow to get the boost. I think it has to do with COVID fatigue, Walter. I think people want so badly to put this behind us that they don't want to hear any more about COVID. I've got vaccinated. I got boosted. I don't want to be bothered. That's a mistake because these updated vaccines do a really good job in being matched to what we're seeing outside in the environment. And even with the new variants, there are going to be enough cross-reactivity. Some of it has to do with ideological differences. You know that if you look at the vaccine uptake in red states versus blue states, it's very, very different with much less vaccine uptake in red states. And then there's the anti-science, anti-vax feeling. All of those things conflate together to account for the low uptake of the booster. So you see, it's all these other things. It, it's not the fact that these things are literally causing people. I mean, I was telling you in prep about Rod Stewart. Did you, did you deliberately song. put him on to wind me up? I, <laughs> we haven't played that clip this week. And I thought, since I you're sitting I, there I, talking I, I about it, you, this, Klaus, is, like, this Klaus is what... Schwab is Martin's trigger. That twat is mine because he's horrible. He is. Yeah. He is. It, there's nothing. No, now, okay, just for the listeners. He said vaccine several times there. Yeah. Now we know, and there's governments, your government, my government, or whatever, have literally voiced that the vaccine doesn't cure COVID and the vaccine does not stop transmission. Those are two major things. Yeah. Right. Now, if anybody in the world was to go and look at the word, what is a vaccine? You would come up with something like a vaccine is a biologically preparation that provides active immunity to a particular infectious disease or a malignant disease. Yeah, you'll get that sort of stuff thrown at you. And so and then it'll probably say vaccines have been tested over several years. So basically, a vaccine is designed to give you immunity. First step, bang. So basically, the COVID-19 vaccine isn't a vaccine. It is a drug 
And it's basically, what did you say, Johnny? And mRNA is? Gene editing. Gene editing. And now, if you can give me a bit of time, I'm going to give these bastards some jackanory about COVID. The floor is yours, sir. Because there's some interesting information out there. But to get it, I really need to uh, give a start. Okay, COVID, right? Um, Where to start? We had Wuhan lab leak or the horseshoe bat in the in the wet market or wherever it was, yeah, wouldn't we? Uh, so you had arguments for all sides and people are still fighting over it, aren't they? So we got some, I mean, people are writing papers, people are doing books, people are doing seminars. You're getting it from all sides and it's still trying to be mixed up. But sometimes information does filter out and you've got to put it together. Now, if you think about it, common sense actually says that it came out Wuhan. That lab is geographically based in Wuhan, right? And that specific work or that type of virus is carried out there. So it had to be suspect. So, and yet we know and we put out there, remember in the early days that they'd had security problems. They had, Their database went shut down, which still isn't available. And they had lab containment problems. And this is all there, yeah? So then... After all those things, the virus appears in public. And funny enough, it is so easily transmissible between humans straight away. And that itself is suspect, and which I'll well, try to explain. I'm sorry to interject, but just on that key point right there, they initially said the Chinese Communist Party and the World Health Organization both in the early days said there's no evidence of human to human transmission. Yeah, but it went out and it went everywhere. Correct. And they shut the city down. Correct. So, yeah. But okay. yet there was no evidence of human to human transmission. I just thought I'd throw okay. that in there. But continue. <laughs> yeah, 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 go for it. Now, you've heard Mr. Fauci, and we've all heard him sit in front of um, your, not Senate, but your House of, what's it called? Representatives. Uh, he's House been in front of, of both. He, no, no, I'm sorry. He's he's been in, He's been in front of the Senate and the House both. Oh, right. Okay, so basically, and he treats them like they don't know what they're saying. You're not a scientist, and la di da di da di da di da, and he is a total arse. Now, for people out there, gain of function, the original idea of gain, gain, gain of function was, and this is the original idea, and this goes back a decade, is how to turn an avian flu into a mammal flu. That was the original idea of gain of function. And 10 years ago, there was a big hoo ha from um, virologists, and they said, too dangerous. Do such experiments under under the guise of avoiding a possible future pandemic, yeah? And as a quote somebody came out with, it said, it's like looking for gas with a lit match, yeah? But basically, you're actually creating the thing you want to prevent against. And that was 10 years ago. And then it sort of, the money died off, and then it got, refunded. That's when that Peter Daszak git came into it, didn't he? Um, which I shall speak of later. Um, and there are published experiments, and it's they, they, they call it a, um, a, a chimera, chimera virus, yeah? And it's it's part of a gene. They take part of a gene from one virus, insert it into another, making a hybrid virus. And then they want to see how dangerous it is, yeah? How dangerous the spike gene part is of the newly discovered virus. So. In a live virus, which you already know you can grow, and then the experiments result in up to 10,000 times the infectivity of those viruses in human cells. And basically, they obviously, it's, it's, it's and the way they, they check it on human cells, 
and it's like um because it's viral and it's uh air driven it's uh, and obviously most viruses suspect your um respiratory system it, it's basically the human airway epithelial cells and how they can test this i mean a lot of people go well how can they test it against humans what they do is they have a thing called humanized mice so over the and these mice are worth shitloads of money and they don't want to lose these they they breed them and rebreed them breed them and they call them humanized mice because they they insert what they call the human ACE2 receptor gene into this mice into these mice and replace that human receptor gene on their own and then they give it the virus yeah and when it reacts it obviously reacts with that human receptor gene okay so basically for all you mice lovers out for all you eco people and all your animal lovers sod off ruining everything out here go and fight the real war that your actual ethoses do there's another one for you back to the covid thing though um it's appeared in public it said it's not very transmissible but it's gone like wildfire right now this is strange really because viruses aren't so readily transmitted from human to human they must have adaptation i mean if we go back to somewhere like um just the turn of the millennium when you had the SARS virus out there and you had uh, 2002, we had um, one of the SARS viruses. It took until 2003 before it became transmissible from human to human. And even today, if you think about it, um, what's happening at the moment, you've got the avian flus, yeah? And you'll have people working in those environments and those avian, they're, they're, it's knocking the birds down, right? And someone within that environment, if there's lots of it about, can actually um, get, it can transmit across to that human. They might get ill. They might even die. But to actually transfer from that human to another human, it just doesn't happen. So, you know, it has to take a hell of a lot of time to evolve. And yet this COVID virus came out like it was Eddie, would be the word be said, Eddie. And interesting about it is it's that um so we've got this virus it's transmitting between humans straight away and there's been a lot of talk about the spike gene yeah people talk about the spike gene spike gene is supposed to you know now most of these viruses have spike genes but there's a massive difference to be right? clear you're you're talking about the spike protein yes yeah the spike yeah spike protein gene okay. yeah okay right loads of viruses have this spike protein but there is a massive difference in this one right so it's don't know how to put it. So this, this this spike protein gene, right? It's like um, you know, I was talking about receptors. It's like a receptor binding, so that it it, it binds to the cells, and then it can actually take over. So you've got what you call the human ACE two receptor, and that's what it looks for, yeah. And this is how it, it picks up and it affects it. But there's a feature within this specific COVID nineteen, and it's called the furin cleavage site, right? So this furin cleavage site, because if you look, you can look it up. Furin is, a, is an enzyme within the human being. So you've got all these spike proteins. Yeah? So when this was initially found, and this was initially found out in February 2020, this is where it gets nasty, right? And the virologist found this out. They went, whoa, hang on. Oh, stand back a second. This has got a furin cleavage site. That means it's going to be easily transmissible because what it does is that virus then but it uses your enzyme within your system to uh, go cell to cell, tissue to tissue rapidly. Yeah. So they went, 
well, this means it could have possibly be engineered. And there was a meeting in February 2020. And I'll get to you, a couple of people there, but I want to make clear, if you're in Cleveland, so, so basically you've got, if you stack up, say, 20, 30 similar viruses, all with spike proteins, yeah? You can get them all now. You can put them along and you can see all the gene sequence in, yeah? Guess what they won't have? Furing cleavage site. I was just getting ready to say the uh, the cleavage site won't be there. Yeah, won't be there. So what's happened? It's well, been clearly, inserted. Clearly, it's well, been added. You're jumping to conclusion. Yeah. You see, clearly what's happened here no, is no, no, millions no, 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 no. and millions and millions of years of evolution have happened, and this is what resulted of it. In a microsecond. Yes, that's science. And I'm not, I mean, if you think about it, <laughs> you I'm could have... You could you, you you could have a humanized mouse that's gotten bitten somebody and it's been, this has been created and it's out. But the thing is, what gets me is in February 2020 there was an actual meeting of virologists and within that meeting it discussed because they were worried about the possibility of this virus being engineered and the information's out there. But within two days of that meeting, they drafted an article in one of those really nice eminent magazines called Nature, saying that it could not possibly have been engineered. And they added in there that the furin cleavage site will probably turn up in a bat virus sometime. Guess what? It hasn't so far, not at all. Okay, China. <laughs> so now we start to get the um, let's keep and push people's eyes away from the lab and push it in every other direction than here. And we had all that didn't we? I mean, China even went to the point of saying other animals and saying they had similar viruses and then it came back and that was all, no, that those viruses aren't the same. They haven't got the furin cleavage site on them at all. And this one thing enables it and it's a human enzyme it's looking for. Nothing else. It's not saying that this um, virus won't affect other animals. It can affect other animals. Uh, it really affects humans just because of this. Now, that furin cleavage site is about, if you looked in genetic coding, it's about 12 letters. And it's it, 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 there's no way about it other than it had to have been added or inserted. I mean, there's no two ways about it. I mean, these are 12 letters of RNA genetic coding, right? And it's specific. It's furin. This is a human enzyme. Oh, it's... It's an extra piece of genetic information. When we went back um, and we looked at it, they, uh, you know, Bruce was talking about this. Uh, it's been about a year, almost two years ago now, uh, where we were looking at the initial research papers on what they did with this. And it, they call it uh, something about uh, something. Correct me if I'm wrong, but something like um, they call it an envelope. It's like a fingerprint, more or less. And you can actually see where it was cut where you're talking about and they, they spliced it right in there and they, it's yeah. like they just welded it onto the side of it yeah it's basically it's, that that's what the CRISPR idea was all about exactly. back in 2013 exactly. yeah yeah and that's exactly what so they basically did the thing is proof is where you line up all these 20 30 similar viruses with the spike proteins and not one of them has this right and that is really really suspect you could say what happens then some people might call it a cover-up I'd just say it's criminal the information wasn't released. That in itself is not good, is it? In fact, several people obviously gave misdirection. So the lie starts, yeah? Um, there were and has been several emails that have been found out, and I could actually quote from one of them 
the he- head of the NIH was Francis Collins, I believe. That's correct. That was Fauci's boss. Yeah. And he said something, the thing of, it's important not to upset international harmony. And I don't know whether the next one came from him or someone else, but it was, we mustn't damage the reputation of science and of Chinese science in particular. Make it that what you will. <laughs> Make it that what you will. But there are two things out there that have been. And then obviously you've got our friend, Peter Daszak. <laughs> and he's a toe rag. He is he's, a toe he rag. He is something. Um, Bruce was talking about him a couple of days ago. We were discussing the uh, the Fauci testimony. And uh, what was it, Bruce? Uh, Fauci doesn't recall who Peter Daszak is. Oh. Yeah, he only he only um, he would not even characterize him as an acquaintance. He's only met him maybe once or twice. Well, you know why, don't you? I'll let you know in a minute because he right. If I remember rightly, you know, you say the Lancet rag is the mouthpiece of this lot. That's well, he actually them, yeah. he actually yeah. got a load of scientists together, didn't sign the paper himself. I think there was twenty seven of them, didn't he, to say. This couldn't have been engineered, and that went out there. Woomph. Yeah? Because that would have made him, what what, what, what do they call it? What do they actually call it now? Um, conflict of interest. Exposure. Yeah, it would have been exposure. Oh, well, it would have yeah. been a conflict of interest if he'd penned his name to it. But yeah. he organized the letter and the people. And Fauci yeah? ran the cover for exactly that for him in the emails. Yeah. But he doesn't recall that. No, he wouldn't recall he, that. He doesn't, re- he doesn't recall is, who Dazic is. There is one other piece of information which came out in September 2021. And this COVID virus has now been out there for best part of two years now. And, you know, when this bit of information was released, yeah? Uh, there was a leaked document in September 2021, and I didn't know about this, and it was called Project Under... Head in Project Defuse. People like to put their names to things. Right. So, actually, the leaked document actually has Dazak. You put an application into DARPA. Now, DARPA is the research arm of the Pentagon, if I understand correctly. That is correct. And this was in 2018, put this application in. 2018, you say? Yeah. Okay. So, he put this application in in 2018, and this was whistleblown and released in September. 2021. It said, in collaboration with the Wuhan Lab Institute of Virology, wanted to do experiments on the SARS-like viruses they found in bats. And those experiments were to include putting in a furin cleavage in such viruses. Well, the actual document said uh, proteolytic cleavage site. But yes, it's exactly what you said. It's furin for uh, what you were just talking about. Yeah. And it's there. Your house should have that waving in front of him and going, Dazak, what is this? That is one hell of a piece of incriminating information. Did you mention uh, what this was through or, or who this was submitted to? I, I don't, I haven't really looked deep into it. I just, this is week Darpa. by week I'm finding stuff and it's doing my head in. I'm trying it was to submitted. This, put, this put, was submitted to something together. Yeah, yeah, he did submit mention it to that. DARPA. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's what yeah, I said. Right. Yeah, yeah. I said it's submitted to DARPA, which is the okay. research okay. arm of the Pentagon, yeah, by Dazak. Now, that in itself is him asking specifically for something to be created, Wuhan, and what's come out. And that is why I wanted to do a really jackanory talk on it, to actually 
great storyline so it all fits together i know it, i do apologize it might have been boring for some people knew the apology had to come in somewhere <laughs> but, but it, it, that is the timeline of it it's cover up fauci hang on at that meeting of virologists there were two definite people that I know were there and everybody knows were there and it's been formulated. This one in 2020, there was at least a group of, must have been a dozen virologists. But in that meeting was Anthony Fauci and he's obviously a US representative. And there was one from the UK as well. And that was Dr. Jeremy Farah. Now he was, I don't know whether he still is, I haven't looked into it, but he was head of the Wellcome Trust UK. Jeremy Farah, and um, they were at this meeting discussing that this has probably been an engineered virus. And then the two days later, the denial started, everything. And to me, that's criminal. The information should have been given out straight away. I, I mean, agree. But... What, what, what would you do? What would you do? Do, you, do? Is it manslaughter, murder, genocide? What do they call it? Premeditated organized mass murder. That'd be my first yeah. guess. You know, you could you could say genocide, but at the same time, they didn't know exactly what. Go ahead. Wouldn't it technically be democide? Isn't it? Isn't democide the government, government yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. that's the one where they, uh, like, technically... Yeah, it's an actual term. You know, Bruce, yeah. is it really? Talked, yeah, 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 it is. Um, that's awesome. You, you talked yesterday, or well, day before. I don't, I don't know, whatever. But we were talking about this whole deal with Fauci, with uh, him sitting there and he's going through his testimony, saying, "No, not that I recall. Not that I recall. Not that I recall." He didn't recall times? anything. I was over a hundred, no, close to two hundred times <laughs> that he didn't recall anything, or or people, or or events, or whatever. <laughs> so, so, so that probably made up two hundred pages of the document. Uh, yeah, a hundred and twenty-seven <laughs> times he said, wow. hundred and twenty-seven. He said, I, 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 I don't recall. And each time he said, I don't recall, they pulled out documentation showing that, no, you do actually know. And you know, these people, you know, these are like, you know, what bill this is or what a proposal this was or what person this is or any. They showed that you not only does the, is there text messages, emails, phone records, documents that he signed, uh, receipts. It, technically, it should be. But yeah. He's he's saying I don't recall. Uh, so uh, that one oh, well, kind of uh, yeah, oh, so with that one. Oh, this here's is some form of amnesia. Here's the thing: you you asked from an yeah. investigative standpoint. You said, "What don't we have?" And I said, "What we don't have is Gates." Let me be a little bit more specific, right? Because as you said, we're not going to, it like you're not going to get him in a text message, in an email, in a phone call, none of that, right? That's not how those people do business. But let me be more specific. What we don't have that is key is exactly what we're all sitting here theorizing about. We don't have motive and we need motive. We know what the well, crimes the are. We know, who, we know what the crimes are. We know who committed them and we know where they committed them, but we don't know mm -hmm. why. We need motive. Oh, yeah. But that, what happens when the bodies pile up? How much would you do? They don't even what want to admit say, Yeah, but they, they, they don't even want to admit. They're going to blame it on something else. They, they're they blaming it on, on everything else. Culture. They, they don't even want to admit that this this jab has killed anybody. They don't even want to admit that. Let, let me show. Let me give you an example. Okay, okay. okay. Is, let, 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 let's look have a look at something, right? I, I want um, you to see this. Hold on a second. Before, oh. before, you, before you do that, I want you to see this. This is from three days ago. This is live television, okay? This is a uh, this is a basketball announcer at an NBA basketball game, okay? I want you to take a look at this. This happened live on air. Oh, that's pretty amazing. And you, and you said it right. Poise for a kid this young, 19 years old, come out on the floor each and every night, and he feels like he's belonged. So I look for this kid to have a really good first half of the season. 
The team made an official <laughs> statement right after that happened and said that he was just dehydrated. Seriously? Did he, I swear he, to you. Died from, did he die from it? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. He recovered. I don't know if he did or not. They haven't said anything else. But the teams, the, the NBA, they were and and the, the broadcast staff, they were mandated to get jabbed. So somebody turned up with a suitcase full of whatever if he survived this and went, hey, oh, mate, you're not doing this job anymore, but there's your suitcase of money, bugger off. And if you say anything, it'll be permanent. Don't even think they get that. It essentially, there there would be severance or something like that, but he's unable to fulfill his, his contract anymore. So it's it's... Yeah. This is a health club just two days ago. 28 years old. <laughs> dead. And that one didn't get up. Dead on, no, dead on the spot. Oh, shit. That's a lady. Yep. Now, blokes are more susceptible to the heart shit. Yeah. She was but doing I'll kettlebell squats right there and just over she went, done. See, right. Okay. You talk about how things have been going on for decades and they've been slowly had a grip on society, changing it in whatever de- direction they want. And had the fingers in just about every pie. And it's led to this point where we are now. mRNA has been going on for the idea of it 30, 40 years now, I think, if you look back into the idea of it and what they've been trying to push it. And the thing is, if you go looking this sort of shit up, the FDA has not allowed anything to do with mRNA until now. I don't know whether you can, Bruce, but if you look up what a bioweapon is or the meaning of it, it would probably say something similar to any biological agent. mRNA comes into it. If it has a spike S2P toxin, that'll be under it too. If it's, you know, which is used as a delivery system, that's all under the bioweapon explanation. So we've got all that. So does that make the FDA complicit? Don't you think? Everybody that's allowed this, they haven't allowed, that is, That has been in there for so long, year after year after year in the explanation. They actually know what the mRNA is. This vaccine is not a vaccine at all. It doesn't give immunity. It never has done. It hasn't stopped transmission. It is a biological weapon, if you want to put it that way. You can't explain it any other way. It is a total disaster. And now, even with more information, we know that they had the genetic coding for this, the idea of that uh, it was, had been engineered, whatever. And if it had escaped, it can only be one of two things now. That cleavage site is in there. It can only have escaped or been delivered. And which one is it? We're down to two possibles, escaped or delivered. Either way, accident if it had been an accident and they didn't want to hurt the scientific community, for God's sake, when does science overall consequence? When does when, when when do you just shove the consequences behind behind a behind a curtain and don't care? Because that's what's happened. It's it's been politically controlled and that's it. No thought or consequences. You've got to put your hands up. You've got to put your hands up and say, yeah, okay, we've we've had we've got a problem here. And but not then create a whole system worldwide where everything that they implement, every lockdown, every whatever, causes problems. I mean, <laughs> even if I was dumb enough to think that it's been one small mistake over another mistake, followed by another mistake, to a mountain of mistakes, and we are where we are now. Nothing but pain, death, disability, 
It's getting a bit boring, isn't it? Just how they like it. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. We're yeah. time. All in wheelchairs with avatars on the Yeah, meta. you got it. You got it. Yeah, everybody's got a VR headset on and a brain chip in their head, so Klaus Schwab can feel what you're feeling. We're at time here. We ran oh, over a little bit. Great information you presented here today. I, uh, I, I'm impressed, and, and I'm, I'm shocked just in and of itself from all of the, uh, the statistics you were throwing out when we started tonight. Oh, it's just to give people something to munch on. I, I'm something tired. to munch on. The, 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 these e- eco-worries and everything should be looking out there at the world, not the human f***ing monkeys that are f***ing it up. They should be out there trying to ascertain, like you said, Bruce, autopsies. Look at the bloods of these creatures. Look what's in there. If there is something different, what's caused it? What weather patterns? If you think it's weather patterns and everything like that, and you think it's something in the water, like you say, Fukushima, everything like that, do your research. You get out there and do research in that and as if you care. You do something. Be useful, for Christ's sake. You know, marine biologists, everything. Get out there. Have a look at it. Do your bit. Not try and go in the cities. You can't do anything in the cities. They're con- politically controlled by bloody idiots and that everyone's running riot. So, yeah, just be where you should be. And let's just get on with it and try and get ourselves out of this mess. I hear you, my friend. We'll see you next oh, week. Oh, by the way, and one last thing yeah. to say. Uh-huh. Bless you all a happy Christmas. Does that mean we're not going to see you by Christmas? Are you are you gone for the rest no, of the year? No, I just or? want to say it again. Oh, I see. Okay. I got my I tree like up. Christmas. You see it back here. Yeah, I got my tree up. It's awesome. I think yeah. I like that. All right, we're going to have to go, so I want to thank you for being here today. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. Do you know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you'd send them our direction. It's been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you both for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.